Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled The Day of the Lord, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, we started to examine 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. As we noted before, Paul wastes no time getting into what he wants to say to the Thessalonians. Clearly, some irregularities were afoot. Paul writes, Now, regarding the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to be with him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily shaken from your composure or disturbed by any kind of spirit or message or letter allegedly from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not arrive until the rebellion comes and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. From Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Barnes' New Testament notes says, The main object of this chapter is to correct an erroneous impression which had been made on the minds of the Thessalonians respecting the second coming of the Savior, either by his own former letter or by one forged in his name. It became, therefore, necessary to state the truth on the subject in order to free their minds from alarm, and thus purpose of the apostle leads to one of the most important prophecies in the New Testament. This week, we examine the second half of this passage. Paul's words are strong and direct to the point. He definitively draws a line in the sand, so to speak, to show which side is which. We read, For the hidden power of lawlessness is already at work. However, the one who holds him back will do so until he is taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will destroy by the breath of his mouth and wipe out by the manifestation of his arrival. The arrival of the lawless one will be by Satan's working with all kinds of miracles and signs and false wonders, and with every kind of evil deception directed against those who are perishing, because they found no place in their hearts for the truth so as to be saved. Consequently, God sends on them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. And so all of them who have not believed the truth but have delighted in evil will be condemned. Second 
Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. In our previous study, if there has been any doubt about sinners who are called evil and unbelievers meeting their spiritual, eternal consequences, Paul pretty much, if not totally, erases that doubt right here. This passage is quite explicit. Notice also this important statement in verse 7. For the hidden power of lawlessness is, what? Already at work. The hidden power of lawlessness is already at work. Does that explain anything about the world we live in today? Verse 1 continued. However, the one who holds him back will do so until he is taken out of the way. Comma. On this commentary says, Something hindered or withheld the man of sin. It is supposed to be the power of the Roman Empire, which the Apostle did not mention more plainly at that time. Corruption of doctrine and worship came in by degrees, and the usurping of power was gradual. Thus, the mystery of iniquity prevailed. Superstition and idolatry were advanced by pretended devotion, and bigotry and persecution were promoted by pretended zeal for God and His glory. This mystery of iniquity was even then begun while the apostles were yet living. Persons pretended zeal for Christ, but really opposed him. The fall or ruin of the anti-Christian state is declared. The pure word of God, with the Spirit of God, will discover this mystery of iniquity, and in due time it shall be destroyed by the brightness of Christ's coming. Signs and wonders, visions and miracles are pretended, but they are false signs to support false doctrines and lying wonders, or only pretended miracles to cheat the people and the diabolical deceits with which the anti-Christian state has been supported are notorious. The persons are described who are his willing subjects. Their sin is this. They did not love the truth, and therefore did not believe it, and they were pleased with false notions. God leaves them to themselves, then sin will follow, of course, and spiritual judgments here, and eternal punishments hereafter. These prophecies have, in a great measure, come to pass, and confirm the truth of the Scriptures. From Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible As I have already said, Paul gets right into it here in chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians. For us today, especially in America, these words may seem strong and even harsh, given how many people are still without Christ as Savior. How short the time is showing itself to be. 
These words should make sense regardless of how hard and pointed they may sound to the modern mind. Notice all the things that Bible commentary points out as pretended. They are 1. Superstition and idolatry were advanced by pretended devotion, bigotry, and persecution. 1a. Devotion and bigotry and persecution were promoted by pretended zeal for God and His glory. 2. The above was promoted by pretended zeal for God and His glory. This mystery of iniquity was even then begun. 3. Signs and wonders, visions and miracles are pretended, but they are false signs to support false doctrines and lying wonders. 4. They only pretended miracles to cheat the people. Item 4 is the reasoning for all of this. So the devil could cheat the people. Glorious promises that, for the most part, are granted. However, it is a drug addiction type method. The devil grants you the things that will make you happy in this life. However, he holds just enough out of your reach so what you have now is never enough. As a result, many people become consumed to reach the unreachable until Satan allows you to grab it with the resulting consequences that will follow. Can you see why I associate this to a drug addiction? What satisfies you now will not satisfy you later. You will want more. There is no way around that. This is why either the alcoholic or drug addiction comparative works so well. It works so well that, even unto death, which is exactly what the devil is seeking, so you do not receive Christ as your Savior. That is his primary goal. So, all of this for what? possible reason. Commentary gives us that reason. It says, to cheat the people and the diabolical deceits with which the anti-Christian state has been supported are notorious. The persons are described who are his willing subjects. Their sin is this. They did not love the truth and therefore did not believe it and they were pleased with false notions. The end result is this. God leaves them to themselves, then sin will follow, of course, and spiritual judgments here, and eternal punishments hereafter. That is some sentence for the unsaved. If you still have not picked up by now, it is also an eternal one. 
it really has come down to eternal salvation or eternal death. The choice in this life is yours. Verse 9 and 10 read, The arrival of the lawless one will be by Satan's working with all kinds of miracles and signs and false wonders, and with every kind of evil deception directed against those who are perishing because they found no place in their hearts for the truth so as to be saved. Can you understand? Can you see how salvation is at the very core of this issue with mankind everywhere on earth? Commentary on verse 9 reads, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, according to the energy of Satan, that is, the energetic or efficient operation of Satan. The word rendered after, it need not be said to one who looks at the Greek, does not refer to time, but is a preposition, meaning according to, in conformity with, meaning that the manner of his appealing would be accompanied by such works as would show that the agency of Satan was employed, and such as he only could produce. It does not mean that the coming of the Lord Jesus would be after Satan had worked in this manner, but that the manifestation of that wicked one would be with such demonstrations of power and wonder as Satan only could effect. The system over which he presides is originated by Satan and sustained by those things which he alone can perform. From Barnes' New Testament Notes Commentary on verse 10 continues the full thought presented in verses 9 and 10. It reads, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, not that he deceives or goes about to deceive or thinks to deceive by open unrighteousness, but by unrighteousness under a pretense of righteousness and holiness, as would the doctrines of justification and salvation, by a man's own righteousness, with the doctrines of merit and of works of supererogation, which are taking to men, and by which they are deceived, and are no other than unrighteousness with God, and betray ignorance of his righteousness, and a non-submission to it, as also with practices which carry a show of holiness, religion, and devotion, when they are no other than acts of impiety, superstition, and will worship as their litanies and prayers, their worship of images, angels, and saints departed, their frequent fasts and festivals, their pilgrimages, penance, 
and various acts of mortification and the like. But then these deceptions only have place in them that perish, whom the God, little g, of this world has blinded, from whom the gospel is hid, and to whom it is foolishness. All men indeed are in a lost, perishing condition through original and actual sin. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible There is no good news here if you are unsaved. The news is even worse if you are unsaved. Know you are unsaved and do not care about anything but what is in your life right now. Let's break this down. These two commentary passages say a lot. Notice how the Barnes passage opens. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. The implication here is the, quote, him, unquote, mentioned here is Jesus Christ. Notice how it tells us this is about, quote, his, unquote, coming upon earth again and is actually the second coming immediately after the tribulation period, not before this time period which would indicate this coming of Christ as the rapture instead. All based on what many already believe they know for certain. In that belief, the rapture is not at all what is being spoken of here. This is better thought of as Christ's second coming on earth after the tribulation period concludes. We truly need to properly understand this perspective to properly understand both scripture and commentary. Notice what the same commentary passage said. It does not mean that the coming of the Lord Jesus would be after Satan had worked in this manner. Barnes continues to clarify after that statement. Barnes continues, The manifestation of that wicked one would be with such demonstrations of power and wonder as Satan only could effect. The system over which he presides is originated by Satan and sustained by those things which he alone can perform. If Satan, a fallen angel, has that much power, what does this imply of God's greater power? Think of it this way. If a fallen angel, now known as Satan, has that much power, think for a moment just how much more powerful is God of whom we know is significantly more powerful than Satan. At this point, it is a wow moment, or I have lost you because it is a concept beyond your ability to at least somewhat comprehend. Either way, I hope you are seeing something here. 
verses 1 through 10, tell us all the ills of this simple world. They tell us why the unsaved live as they do, requiring salvation. Now, let us see this all summed up in the last two verses of this passage. They read, Consequently, God sends on them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. And so all of them who have not believed the truth but have delighted in evil will be condemned. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. What did Scripture just say? That was quite harsh sounding. Let's read verse 11 again. It read, Consequently, God sends on them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. Does that sound like the forgiving God we know? What is up with that? To get the answer to that, read your Bible because the answer is in it. However, the short answer is this. If you read your Bible, you will see a stark change in God's demeanor toward man in the tribulation period. This is found in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we see God's patience with everything evil and unsaved men and women succumbing to the influences of self and the devil runs out, especially in the last three and a half years. Whether you wish to believe it or not, a global pandemic pushes us closer to the catching up of his saints and the dawn of the tribulation period in the book of Revelation. Why do I say that? The Jews who first saw Israel become a nation are now above the age of 60. Many of them around the world have died of this present coronavirus pandemic. Also, we see in all the places you are scanned that they scan either the right hand or the forehead. While this is Antichrist activity, it is not being forced on people by the command of the Antichrist. It is simply training the human minds that will find themselves here in the tribulation period that this form of scanning is normal. Imagine living in a day when this type of scanning is normal to buy and sell, even to buy food so you can eat. It goes downhill from there onward. Simply receiving Christ now as your Lord and Savior is all it takes to miss all of that. Know this too. It matters not how late in the course of events you receive Christ until he comes on the clouds for his saved people in him. Then you will have to live through the most horrible seven-year period that will ever beset mankind in all of this world's history. Next week, 
we will study the last verses in chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians. This encouragement is found in verse 15 of our next passage. It reads, Therefore, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold on to the traditions that we taught you, whether by speech or by letter. Today, in a coronavirus world, do we still stand firm and hold on to the things we have been taught? Or are we just fearful and seeking only to be in a better place? Regardless of which side you are on, lay or download next week's episode titled Call to Stand Firm, Part 1. Download this episode from one of our podcast hosts. or. Follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. All other quotes bear the source they are from. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is also found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website. Our subdomain hosted at site123.com is unchurched dot site one two three dot m e this website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with find direct links to all our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item our rss feed is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms please use the search phrase church of the un insert dash symbol churched again church of the un insert dash symbol churched to find us on a podcast platform like iTunes Google Podcasts TuneIn or Spotify to name a few we refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays these sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. 
If Podomatic has any server issues, all linked episodes on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore post all episodes on our backup host, www.podcasts.com. That is podcast with an S. Again, our site address is www.podcasts.com or go to anchor.fm forward slash unchurched. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.